I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Boardroom Weekly, and we are actually coming to you weekly for the first time ever, Steve. I want to say ever, but episode number. Uh, I want to say sixteen, maybe. What? Wow, something like that. Yeah. Sixteen. I forget how many we've actually published because we had a couple that just because of technical difficulties just went wow. directly into the shitter. But sixteen, damn, dude. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's up there. Sixteen teams in college are the important ones. I could I could tell you in a second. What? Uh. <laughs> college basketball. What's going on, Steve? How is yeah. how's everybody's Christmas? Andrew, uh, you've been recently initiated into the. Uh, I love how you asked me what's going on, and then just talked over it and went right over to. <laughs> Shut up, Steve. You recently been initiated into this uh, new this this religious thing that Steve's people fucking. It's promote. not religious. It's secular as fuck. Let's make no mistake about it. Do you think it's secular, Andrew? I, I plead the fifth. <laughs> no, it, no, it was fine. It wasn't. It wasn't. Any Andrew, how many nativity scenes did they have hanging in the or up in the house when you went? Hey, listen, Jesus is the reason for the season. Okay. There well, was a, I mean, there, if you listen to Christians, he's the reason for. There was, there was a couple of those towels, but no, there wasn't any nativity scenes. Exactly. No, it was very, so that's how you know it's secular. Well, whatever. Um, no, it was very nice. <laughs> I nice, will dude. say I was a little disappointed because I was expecting a seven fishes. Temple of Doom level yeah. dinner, and it was like very yeah. contemporary. That's what the Italians love to do. And what happened? Oh, okay, but it was delicious. It just didn't. baby boomers are getting lazy with that shit, man. What's like, going on with that? Yeah, why, why are you letting the tradition my, slip? My mother. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Talk to my mother about it. So I know Don's waiting to complain because he came over to my mother's house <laughs> Christmas Eve, <laughs> and he was shocked that there was like they catered it. Like there was one seafood thing they ordered that shrimp and broccoli, whatever. Oh, and first, then, first of all, I didn't know it was catered. I thought it was prepared. No, I thought someone made it. No, no, was no, they catered it. Oh, yours catered they too? Cater, yeah, it's just dude, way too why, much work. why is everyone getting lazy and like even back home, dude, in the Albanians, you know, where yeah. we, you know what money's dude, very scarce. Bitch. So all right, so normal they get people so Chris, food for them. Christmas Eve is a big catering thing yeah. uh, for Italians, especially because number one, a lot of the food they traditionally eat. Now this isn't true of the food we had at my mother's, but a lot of the food traditionally on Christmas Eve, it's just not conducive to preparing a home kitchen. Mm. You're dealing with a lot of deep fried shit, a lot of fish, a lot of seafood. Ugh. You know what I mean? And so that's number one. Number two, you know, you got to realize people are going out Christmas Day. It's it's just a fucking lot to deal with. And Christmas, Guinea Christmas Eve's are usually so big. Like, yeah. we used mm. to have my dad at the catering business. We would have some people. They would put an order. You know, it's like a 100-person party and shit right. in their house. Like, you can't cook for 100 people in a house. How many people would you have at your house on the regular during Christmas in, in the prime of your, your like childhood? Like, before my dad passed away. Yeah. So, um we used to celebrate with another family, my mom's friend or former friend, they're yeah. going to put it, who I went to her house for Christmas Day, actually. Yeah. But um, so it would be both of our families. And when I say both our families, I don't mean me, my parents, and my brother, and her, her husband and kids. I mean, like, she would come over with her sisters and brother. Holy shit. Her sisters and brother Friends and in laws. And no, so it was like, <laughs> it was like if she had Christmas at her house with all her siblings and parents and niece and nephews, they would all just come over my house with my aunts and uncles and cousins or vice versa. Is that oh, socially that, odd? So, that sounds fun though. So I agree with you. Were there yeah. a lot of kids in the group? Oh yeah. yeah. There were That's times fun. and the kids would range from like, you know, eight to like 20, you yeah. know? And it's like, there were, you know, there were definitely times where there'd be 30, 40 people, whether it's Easter, Thanksgiving, right. Christmas, you know? Um, and it was one of those things where... Not only are you guys spending all day together, but 
the adult men are going to play poker. Dude, so (laughs) families would come in two separate cars. Usually, you know, wife and kids and and husband in a separate car. Right. Like, there was a lot of them. You know, a lot of people come from Give the wife the out whenever she wanted. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But, like, you know, it it was just, like, you know, understood that, like, you know, that's where I learned how to play cards, around the table, you know, late at night. How about you, Don? Did you have big Eid parties growing up? I love how you said that. I love how you said that. (laughs) No, we'd get together. Yeah, we'd get together like, certain functions, whether it was someone getting married um, mm-hmm. Certain like parties that we do, like actually we have parties like when some, when a kid gets like circumcised, kind of like a bar mitzvah in a way. Oh wow! Um, just... No, it's kind of like a bris. <laughs> yeah, I guess more like it is more like that. There but, is yeah. a version of the bris in uh, in Islam. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, there is that. Huh. I mean, that, it's that, essentially that, the same religion. That you guys be, just don't know yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> that used to be the parties used to happen more frequently than they do now. Yeah, yeah. That, I feel like it's across all. Yeah. It's just people in general. Yeah, like, that's a thing, right across. I, the board. I think a big part of that though is like inflation and the, the value of the dollar today. Yeah. I remember doing like that at the catering business, the eighties and nineties. It was not uncommon on a regular weekend. We'd have like a first birthday party that yeah. was like a fucking wedding. They're right. having like a sit oh, down sure. with fucking filet mignon and shit, and right. like christenings were the same way, and fucking everything. Yeah. Like now. Nowadays, people aren't fucking going. Because, I mean, honestly, who the fuck has seven or $8,000 to drop on a first birthday party at a catering hall? Like, oh, dude. Yeah, that started to become a thing, too. Even with our generation of people doing that, like, throwing a birthday party at, like, fucking catering halls. Like, yeah. Like, dude, that's, like, this like, I literally had to dress for a one-year-old's birthday party as if I was going to a wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to have those like, all the time. a suit and shit. I'm like, you, why am I doing this for your kid's first birthday? I don't even, like, I don't even know. You don't disrespect. Yeah. But I don't even, like, they're my wife's, like. Yeah, cousins. Yeah. Somewhere. No, we, we, we used see to each do other. it all the time. That's a very Dude. Staten Island thing, though. Oh my god, yeah, it is. yeah, from Staten Island, right? It's a very course, Staten Island, of course, yeah. thing. But to go back to your thing, and a lot of these uh, family events would occur in Staten Island, just given how many of our family members lived in Staten Island as Albanians. Um, but yeah, we would do the same shit, dude. Like whatever we would get together for, all the kids would just play together till like six a.m. While dads play cards. That's great. Smoke filled rooms. We've non-stop. had we've had this conversation before. Yeah. You On know, here or no? I don't know, but I feel like they all you, repeat. But you and I, like you and I, I feel like have a very similar background. Like we're both close with our cousins. Yeah. Because and the way that happened, I think, is because, and I'm 37. I remember by the time, like yeah. a lot of people, by the time they're our age, it's like their cousins, someone they see by chance two or three times a year at a wedding other or a people, funeral. Right when other yeah. people arrange it. But like you know, I have group chat. I have multiple group chats with different sets of cousins that I'm active in, like yeah. weekly if not daily. Right. So I think a lot of that comes from, and we're talking about, about this. That. All right. So, <laughs> but a lot of us, you know, we, you and I were talking. Like a lot of that comes from those times where, like, we'd be around parents late, yeah. and then you know, because we're like, oh, parents are so gay and boring. <laughs> we go in the basement and like play with our new toys on Christmas or do whatever right. or watch shit we weren't supposed to watch while the younger kids were over there falling asleep on the couch. We'd go outside, whatever. play kick the can or like, you right. know, oh, they do dumb shit like that. Right. Just do stupid shit. And it was always last minute like, oh, can I sleep here? Like, you know, not everything yeah. was like planned. Like, I feel like especially That's white nice. kids. Very meticulous right now with planning. Right. right. Especially yeah. white kids today yeah. and even when growing up, like <laughs> all kids today, I feel like, but all like kids, white kids, kids it was like, oh, you're going to see your cousin in three weeks and it's like, yeah. you know, I'd wake yeah. up on a Saturday and mother would be like, all right, get dressed. We're going right. to fucking you know no yeah we do and, we, we used know. to have that you, you had that too right we had we'd be, oh we're yeah. going into brooklyn to go yeah. visit your grandparents we're gonna see some cousins though and it'd be like a random weekend but now it's like but no, how often I, would you see them i don't know like it'd still like be scarce four, like four or five times a year a year oh, yeah. yeah 
Oh yeah, but now right. it's like that's never. Now it's like Thanksgiving. But, yeah. No, I, I mean it. like I mean multiple times a week. Like, like, oh, per week. Wow, no, yeah. like because we lived. You know, well, my dad and my uncle yeah. were in the. You guys just need to get the fucking arms oh, okay. and invest yeah. in it, dude. But, you, you want go, the go, benefit keep going, of it. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah, that's like, good. Keep going. So my my dad and my uncle were in business together, right? And because they're in the catering business, they were always working weekends. So my mm-hmm. mom and my aunt for a long time basically became like husband and wife for yeah. social functions and yeah. like mm-hmm. pumpkin picking and stupid shit like that. And like. Because you know neither one of them had a husband home on the weekends. If my aunt had to go somewhere where she couldn't take the kids, it was a pain in the ass. Yep. She called up my mom. My mom would be like, That's, "Oh, you know, uh, Aunt Nancy's dropping off Matthew and Caitlin in an hour." One thing and, I talk or, about often that my parents had, or and, we would yeah. go there. You know, the edge they had on us is they had like the community. Like there were times like, oh, my mom needed to do something, or my dad needed to do something, they couldn't watch us. I, I lived with my grandparents for like two months. Because they went to Albania to do papers. And just See, it was uh, funny. I so lived yeah. with my aunt for a month uh, because when we first moved to New Jersey, coming from Staten Island, yeah. or that closing on the house wasn't until the beginning of August. But my father wanted me to start school here in September. Huh. We were moving to East Brunswick. My aunt was in Old Bridge. Yeah. So I, can't, I lived with them for a month. And my aunt used to drive me from Old Bridge to East Brunswick every yeah. day to school after we dropped my cousins off. Yep. I, I had cousins who lived in an apartment under us. So we would see each other every day. I walked them to nice. school back and forth and see each other throughout the day. Yeah, my uh, my aunt and uncle lived right down the road from us in East Brunswick, so we would hang out with them, do basketball, stuff like That's that. That's an underrated thing, dude. Yeah, like, that just, is an just someone thing. being so close to you, like that relationship that you're going to have with that person because you're related to them or yeah. whatever the connection is, and because they live near you, like I agree. Dude, the, like if you grew up in like an apartment building, the punk kids that are all your age are going to be your friends growing up. For, you know? Oh, hundred yeah. percent, yeah. But yeah. yeah, that's what happens. Is uh, I mean, I have a couple there... of close friends that I've always imagined that would always live near, and now that you know they have kids, hopefully I'll be having kids in the next year. Like you start to actually think about it. Like when I want to buy a house, like do I want to look in Marlboro, like so I could be near so and so? You know it, what I mean? It gets like, hard it's... though, because like depending, people are just going to be pulled, and there's nothing you could do. Life's going to pull them. Oh, I know. Like, I have family members that were like hours away. Well, you become, that we grew up with, you know. I you become know. friends with your kids' parents, right? Is that how that works? You come from, yeah, no, you are your kids' parents. That's what my sister said. That's like, no, no, hold on. Friends. Wait, wait. Can we just clarify something? You yeah. are your kids' parents. No, I think. No, no, no. Sorry, I said that wrong. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Your, your kids' friends' parents, parents got yeah. you. become right. your friends. So you lose all your college funny, friends. Funny, uh, I never want to be like that. For, I mean, I have no problem making friends <laughs> with them, but like, come on, man. Yeah, I don't think I'm. I don't know if I'm gonna ever do that because no. I'm a bit standoffish with the way that I present myself when it comes to like well, dude, those kinds of functions. I, I, I'm sure, pretty sure, you and not not by, not by not by choice. It's just mm. no, you know, I know. Being I'm pretty sure you grew up this way too. The way I grew up, I became friends with my dad's friends' kids. <laughs> Yeah, it was the oh, other way around yeah. because we were thrown together all the time. Yeah. Now a lot of them were a little older than me, so it was kind of like a relationship where I looked up to them and shit. Because my dad's uh, friends were older, and my dad had kids late, so like my dad's friends have kids now. They're like almost fifty. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. But like you know, I mean, being younger, like that's it was more like that than like. So like my mom would become friendly with one of the other moms in like the first grade class or something. And I'd be like, oh, go talk to so and so over here. They're a great kid because she wanted to be friends with the mom and have an excuse to. But we. <laughs> oh no! I think that happens. Other. I think that happens as you get older. I think that happens Maybe. as the kids. I'd rather the kids get older. Watch your shit, Andrew. I think as the kids get Got older. <laughs> I think as the kids get older, that's what happens. Um, You're setting a bad example by lifting the mic. I know, but like way. I'm clean. Then do me a favor, bro. <laughs> spend the fucking hundred and five bucks to get one of these. <laughs> no, I'm serious, man. It's <laughs> annoying because you want the benefit of it, but you're degrading the quality. You know what's more annoying than you fucking than, than you telling me to order that? You tell me to order that on our fucking podcast where other people listen. Who cares? Well, we'll I, see how. Hey, hey, it's not that many people listening. We'll see how much the people that listen, aka. Listen, are, this is going to have Howard Stern level audiences, okay? Thank we gotta, you, Andrew. We got to keep it prof- Fresh. Thank you, Andrew, for setting the expectations. I low. agree. I we got to keep it. That's what I'm telling you guys. Thank you for the low expectations because we're going to destroy those low expectations. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are creating feedback like crazy. 
All um, right, so what about... You're going to create crazy feedback post-show. No, ahead, the, like the friends... Real quick, the friends thing you're saying, right? Like, yeah. you know, it's funny how you you mentioned, like, you know, your mom would find friends, like, you know, uh, parents in school. Yeah. She wanted yeah, friends, so she course. would send you... So my dad had, like, a couple of friends that he he met through, like, me being in Boy Scouts, but it was still, like... You know, it was ser- it had to serve his purpose first. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? And and but don't get me wrong, like this one kid when I was growing up, my my best friend from like Catholic school and like we were in Cub Scouts together, his dad was a scoutmaster. Him and my dad, they became friendly, but I remember like, you know, they wound up renting my one of the apartments in my dad's house next door to, to his office and shit like that. So like, you know, he developed some of those relationships, but like a lot of those relationships are like people my dad knew like from out in the world for years before I was born. And it was like, we'd go over the house for certain things and it's like, these are your friends, like so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was no, definitely that. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you just inherit who your the kids are that are right. around your parents. That's it, no. Did your parents or grandparents ever try to like set you up with like women? Well, not at that point, hold, girls, because you were a kid. We know people funny. We know people we'll talk about after. Who the only reason I know her or who yeah, she is yeah. is because my, her our, our guys are friends. We went on vacation together and shit like that. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just gonna say because my grandmother like she that was her thing. What? Like if there was like an, another like young girl that was like in the neighborhood or something, she'd be like, oh, you gotta go meet this girl. <laughs> She's so nice. She, she was on uh, setup. Mode she was from... my J date like, growing up. <laughs> nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, for sure. Oh man, love it. Yeah. Well, those are the days. Those are the days. You don't need Grandma J date anymore. Andrew. No, no. <laughs> so Christmas was good. It was great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Good but food, good company. We played uh, Exploding Kittens. You ever hear of that? The fuck one? is that? It's like Uno, but with funnier. Cards. This is at your Italian in laws' home. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Exploding Kittens. That's interesting. Did they do any of the traditional like pinochle or poker or anything like that? No, nothing no. like that. No. Why pinochle's traditional Italian thing? Old school games play pinochle all the time. Not Christmas in general. What the fuck's like pinochle? I, I don't know. I, my grandfather used to play it. Like some of the guys in the card club used to, go to used to play. It. I never really. It's a type of rummy. It's like a derivative of rummy. Mm. That and there's another game Continental they play, which is a type of rummy too. Yeah. What about you guys? You do any uh, party games? No. So we were over my mom's, my aunt. I'll just call it my aunt, whatever. Um, we were over her house <clears throat> last night for a bit, and a couple of them started playing cards before we left. But um, you know, you I had commit? my friend with me, and huh? You didn't commit? No, no. I had my friend with me, and she had her daughter. So yeah. you know, I didn't want to. Plus, like, I was like kind of exhausted between Christmas Eve and like you know, I'd wanted to get you, home. You get anything worth talking about? Um, no, not really. Yeah. I mean, what about you, Andrew? I got it some great good. American Eagle stuff. The fuck? You're talking clothes? Oh, you mean gifts. My yeah, bad. Yeah, I thought yeah. you meant stories. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, um, I got, yeah, I got a nice wallet. Uh, it's in my jacket, but you know, you're into slim wallets. So I do love so, slim wallets. Actually, yeah, yeah. I got a really nice one. Got a nice pair of leather gloves. Um, those are the only gifts I got so far. I have another bunch that are waiting to come my way. Went to my mother's house. She forgot to give me her. Oh, she gave me actually. She, oh, you'll appreciate this. She gave me a red dot sight for my gun. Oh, nice. Which uh, she was a good one. Yeah, they well, get pricey, dude. Those things are fucking. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, it, it, I I actually picked it out and like put it on my list. I didn't think she was actually going to get oh, nice. it because she's very against me having a gun. Oh, uh, but like, like a real she, gun, not a BB gun. No, no, no yeah, gun. I have a gun. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. um. Which I got my purchase permits for three more, so we need to go to the store. <laughs> three, but yeah. I need to go. I, need to I get put mine. in three at the clip. But I'm, I got my permit. I'm getting one too. Yeah. Are you getting one? Yeah. Isn't there like a really sorry not to derail yeah, yeah. the topic? No. Isn't there like a really big process of like they have to it's interview easy. your no? That, that's that's right wing like that. propaganda. <laughs> I went from application yeah. to gun in hand in like Ready? two and a half weeks I'm in not, New Jersey. Yes. dude. I'm not. Wow. Even, I'm not even kidding. 
it was easier for me to get my gun permit twice. I got it one time, and it, the, the <laughs> time ran out twice than it was for me to get everything I need to put my deck in my fucking uh, house. And stuff. That's yeah. kind of scary. In New yeah. Jersey. And they don't do any sort of background check. No, they like do. Yeah, they do. They call, they call basic. two people. <laughs> no, no, they email them now. Now <laughs> they, they email them. Right. They email them. Yeah. And it's like six questions. It's like, no. is this person a psycho? No. Do you think they'll kill someone? No. <laughs> Enter, submit, yeah, great. It's the easiest process ever, especially with it being online now. Back in the day, you had, I, when I first did it, I had to go into the police station for something. Yeah. Actually, I did this time, too, to pay like a dollar. I forgot for the for recording. They don't let you. See, that's a local thing because yeah. in my municipality, yeah. they have an online portal. Oh, fuck They no. send you an email link. It's like, we got your application yeah. from state police. Go here to pay but, your $6 Whatever. Fee. It's right up the block, so it's no big deal. Yeah. I heard they used to interview like your neighbors and stuff like that. I don't no. ever think it was that serious. The interview, the interview has been re- the interview is now replaced with an email that's yeah. literally four or five questions, and they're yes or no, and you... It's set up where you need a no answer on all of them. <laughs> What's to stop somebody from setting up like a second Gmail account? Nothing. And just... Nothing. That's terrible. Oh, and answering like as if it's their yes. friend? Yeah. That's Nothing. That's That's scary. what I mean. And but if you have to go to that... Ex- I mean... Yeah. Listen, here's the thing also. You're going to get the gun. This is, uh, someone's going to get the gun. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And this is why person. I say it's right-wing propaganda because to New Jersey has, has like notoriously tight gun control right, and it's right. always like the talking point for all of them. And it was that fucking easy. Bro. Well, well, let me tell you where the control does kick in. It's like, for example, like when I get my gun, we get our gun. Mm-hmm. It's limitation on the mag is going to be ten bullets. Ten right? bullets, yeah, yeah. Instead of like the sixteen. That the so gun there's can a couple of things. If you walk into like a store and whatever limitations state, are there, South Carolina, and you go and buy like an M16, can you drive that up to New no. Jersey and you've got your gun? Like, you can't even <sighs> leave South Carolina with it. Okay. But I know people because you're in another state. I know people, and I don't know how legal this is. I'm not saying names. It's not. I wouldn't get, even say get, it. it's get, not. I just, I <laughs> no, but I know people, and I've seen this on fucking uh-huh. documentaries. Don't people like that's right? That's where you know. Yeah, you don't know yeah, people documentaries. Documentaries, right? Facebook and documentaries. Yeah, 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 one yeah, of those yeah, Michael yeah, Moore movies, right? Yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> oh man, that's great. But no, actually, I do remember this from a documentary. A guy was living in Montana, but selling ARs and parts. Yeah. So you can sell a gun cross country in parts? Mm, no, because you're not selling oh. a gun. You're selling parts. Like, so here's the huh. thing. So you could buy everything you need to put it together, and it come to your house, and you click clack put it together. I, I'm yeah. pretty it's sure. Like- I'm pretty sure as long as it's shipped separately. You're probably good. So it's not illegal. All right, so I well, illegal. I mean, it's 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 like a Lego all, gun. It's yeah. a, you, know, you know what a lot of people do too now is they'll sell like guns that are so. And I forget exactly where the line is drawn, but it's not considered a gun until it has like one specific component, right? Ah. Uh, so it. what happens is they'll like Bullet? and the combustion no, aspect. No. Probably yeah. I, I don't know yeah, what it whatever, is, but yeah. I know there is something that clearly delineates between right. gun parts assembled or unassembled and a gun, right? right. So there's what people were doing for a while too was like they'd sell you everything short of it becoming a gun and then like the blueprint for a 3D printer to pop in for <laughs> Oh, I heard that that's a real piece. problem now. It is, yeah. Oh, you yeah. can just go on the internet and download the blueprint yep. for a gun and build and 3D guns print in your it. living room. Is it that or is is it and there? It works. I, I knew it was going to get there, but is it yeah. there yet with 3D print? Oh, it's been there. The, now here's the problem from like, a user standpoint. It's very hard to be confident it's not going to blow up how in your you, hands. I was going to say, how are you going to rely on that gun? I dude? understand, but all it takes is one psycho willing to take that risk that where it works, and then you wind up killing people. Right. For the most part, you like to think they're going to hurt themselves. Right. That'd be great if like, the person that created those blueprints purposely designed them to fucking blow up in your hand. I mean, you know, <laughs> but... Why not? Uh, dude, but we're but, entering a dangerous world, though. You're scary. right. We are. To hey. be able to 3D print weapons, dude, think, we're not going to do that because we're not criminal-minded right. to that extent. 
Um, but like, if you are criminal minded to that point, did where you think? Yeah, you but take that honestly, heat? I don't, I don't know. Is it that's that dangerous to be honest with you? Because yep. anyone hell bent on creating destruction, if they're protecting themselves, they're gonna go black market and buy the gun anyway. That's what yeah, I would do right. if I need a legal gun. Why Not because, yeah. because why would I take the risk of a plastic gun that's gonna blow up in my hand? Right. I, I'd rather illegally go buy something from a credible right. manufacturer. Going into the three D printing thing. Do you think that's going to take off? Like, are you going to, it's going to be like Steam where you can just download whatever you need and you can yeah. print it out in your house? 100%. I don't think so. No? I think so. You think you'll still need to go to like a Bed Bath and Beyond and I remember, buy your dishes? I remember reading about this shit like, dude, I'm not even kidding, like 15 years ago in The Economist. Talk about like printing violins. It's going to change the whole supply Yes, chain. but I don't think people are going to be doing it at home. I think it's going to be easier for small businesses to set up manufacturing, so to speak. I uh, well, How long term are we talking? Because it's going to get to a point where you're where you're going to order something on Amazon and it's going to ship to your printer. No, but you but you're still going to have 20 years. No, but you're still going to have alive. things with certain materials like yeah, like the people, raw material. Like pe- mm-hmm. like a violin. Here's the thing with a violin. The wood. Exactly. Any serious violinist is going to want like Andrew Stradivarius. Yeah, Stradivarius. That's actually what the <laughs> Economist article is about. Not a plastic one. Yeah, yeah. You know that. what I'm saying? So yeah. there are going to be people with a demand for higher quality shit. And the other problem too is with 3D printing, you don't have expert quality control testing. The quality control aspect that you're definitely right, but to think that they cannot figure that out with software, come on, dude. No, I, I still I still don't think a lot of people trust it. Like you know, <sighs> you're going to realize like when you remove the expertise from something. Like, and I think people are a little too afraid. I think some people aren't afraid of automation enough, and some people are too afraid, right? When you remove the human expertise factor from something, you're giving up a lot. And a lot of people don't realize it till it's gone. What's the human expertise factor, though? Like, we're talking about, like, the fact, like, let's just use a Canon DS, D, DSLR camera, digital SLR camera, right? You're, you, instead of having a bunch of kids at a factory making it in China now, you're just going to have a printer print it. No. Why? Because the, the QC aspect, I got no, you. No, forget the QC aspect. Are you going to stock enough glass in your house to grind down the lenses? Are you going to stock, bless you, all the parts it needs? Here's the thing. like You're, you're not going to have parts on hand for your single camera. The I reason know. manufacturing works is they're able to save money because they're buying enough materials for 5,000 cameras. I'm so talking about a world where we are... Where the printer exists and raw materials are that available to you? No, it's going to be this uh, braces. Like, that's going to be that's that's right. already happening. Things right like now. that. Yes. What was that? Braces. Yeah. You things don't that need are to made do metal from plastic. braces anymore. You can do the plastic. Right. What do they call them De- Invisalign. Uh, Invisalign. Thank you. Yes. There's yeah. a couple of brands now doing this similar concept. So Anything, what are you saying? Just 3D print those. To your, smile Direct. They just scan your mouth. Yeah. Smile and Direct's then, the one. Here's the thing. Anything yeah. that could be made reliably out of a plastic composite type right. material completely, then yes, that's acceptable right. to home 3D printing. Right. That's where we are right now. Is definitely. It'll never be that way for metals, for uh, you know, gla- like for other things. I saw this thing a few years ago back when like the 3D printing was like, oh, big deal, um, that Xbox or Microsoft was promoting on Xbox that we can scan your body and then you'll be able to like create clothes that's like perfectly fit to your body shape. I fuck with that. It never took never took off yet obviously, but did that, that th- Wait, what I, do you mean? Those, like virtual like, fittings never work. Remember they had that little camera built into the yeah. thing, so it will scan your body and it'll figure out your dimensions and you can take that to somewhere and they'll be able to make clothes that fit you perfectly like are custom fitted to and you. And it just wasn't as good as it, they said it would. It, well, the technology is there, just nobody supported it to build right. products for it. So. Right. That, that's the thing, like, you know. So. And the other thing too from a manufacturing standpoint, 
I don't know if I want to put things out there where I don't have full control over the end product that the person buys. Mm-hmm. Because you can easily hurt your brand by some jerk-offs who don't know how to use a 3D printer. You. Now you can hurt your brand. You could Steve Mann that shit. <laughs> Dude, I'm talking about like down Make the road. Shoes. A long time you know, down the road. But um, By the way, just quickly, we went from whatever the fuck you were saying to gun laws to yeah. 3D printing. So uh, to, to your point, <laughs> what you're bringing up now... My my aunt who I went to her house Christmas Day, she listened back to, to Christmas. No, no, yeah, there we go. No, it's not full it, circle. It's not back to it's about this. I'm just <laughs> yeah. referencing her. Yeah. So I was telling you guys last week about the show I went to with her at Stress Factory. Yeah, right mm-hmm. in the Mesh Patel. Yeah. So I sent her the link to the podcast. I'm like, hey, li- you should listen to this. I spoke about the show I went to last night. So she hit me back like 20 minutes later. She goes, I think you sent the wrong episode. You guys are talking about fucking Disney World or something. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like we'll no. Get there. We'll I was get like, there. yeah, no, we talk about everything. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, it's the most ADHD fuel <laughs> thing ever. I was like, we just talk about whatever, right? And she's like, she's like, so you plan it and you put in Disney? And I'm like, no. I'm like, we just sit down and bullshit. <laughs> So that's great. We have a listener. Yeah. Well, we had one listener for <laughs> one episode. Dude, stop I got the vibe. She's not going to listen again. Stop giving everyone our secret sauce. Yeah. Listen, don't build us up to break us down. Okay. Yeah, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> fucking guy over here. Does McDonald's go out there and tell you what their fucking Big Mac sauce is made yes. out of? Yes, actually. They uh, do. Uh, where'd you got, Andrew? You look like you're ready to fucking get into something. I am. I don't know. Just I don't, I mean, if I was bro- bulging biceps, you've been working out, Andrew? Uh, if by working out you mean eating and drinking <laughs> all weekend, yes. Dude, I feel you on that, man. I'm feeling very December 26th right now. Do you notice I came with my glasses today, Don? I was not prepared. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, just, true. That's true. Right. I'm, I'm just here. I'm alive. I'm breathing. <laughs> How are you guys feeling? I don't know if you guys I, grew up with this phenomenon because you didn't grow up with Christmas, but... No. December 26th has a very distinct feeling for me. Like, and I'm feeling that now. It's not like a hangover. It's just like I'm just exhausted. Yeah. You need to chill and relax for a few days. What is that? Is it because of the hanging out with the family thing? No. Well, <laughs> sweating out the alcohol. Yeah. I mean, in our case, it's because we're, you know, Italians traditionally, we're eating an abundance of horrible yeah. fucking food. We're eating. A lot, yeah. a lot of it. We're drinking a lot. Uh, you know, you've been to like six houses in two days. <laughs> you've been cooking for fucking ten hours a day for two, three days. Yeah. You know, it's just a lot, man. You know, between the cleaning up and whatever, you know, like the adrenaline of getting different gifts and exchanging them. Yeah. I, I, will, I will say, as fun as it is to open gifts, it's way more fun watching little kids having a fun uh, time opening your gifts. Oh, dude, it you is said little kids. Best. I, I thought you were gonna give me. Yeah. It's great watching other people open gifts. I was gonna be yeah, like, oh, stop it, and no, 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 no. <laughs> Like like our our nieces and nephew, we did uh, Facetime with them and we watched Aww. them like open up like Nerf yeah. guns, like dinosaur toys, and just like yeah. their face just lights up. So it's so fun. Don, Don will yeah. vouch for this because you were there Friday. Yeah. So um, you know my friend's daughter, who I'm very close with, I spoke about her last week. I took her Christmas shopping. You know I was with them all Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and you know. Early in the day, Christmas Eve, I pulled up the NORAD Santa tracker, and I was like, hey, look, we can see where Santa is. And earlier in the day, he was What is that exactly? NORAD Santa tracker. Yeah. So NORAD is like some- uh, It's the nuclear. It's so they can shoot a nuclear missile at Santa while he's flying over New York. <laughs> yeah. They, they do something with tracking shit <laughs> okay. in space, but they do, a, they do a Santa tracker every year, right? So- It's a website. Just go look it up, and it tells you where Santa is, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they start- They time it good based on where you are. So like- you know, me and yeah, I don't want to say the kid's name, but me and her yeah. were looking mm-hmm. at it at like eleven in the morning, and yeah. it was like, oh, he's in Australia. So the timeline's up because it's already tomorrow morning in, in Australia. You know, like mm-hmm. so all day. She's like, oh, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? And we were looking that up all day, and like as he was getting closer, I started getting more excited, and like you know, just watching open gifts, and I was like, dude, 
I see what parents say. I see why it's so important to parents now that their kids believe in Santa for long. Yeah. Because, like, dude, her, like, I was reliving. I was reliving the days where I believed through her anticipation yeah. and her, like, she was talking about staying up at night trying to catch Santa. And I was like, no, you can't do that because he knows when you're saying. She's like, oh, like, like, I remember the thought that went into it. Like, damn, dude. you know, and I was just more like, damn, I you're, wish I was that young. You make again. my eyes watery thinking about all of this that I missed out on. Me and Don were the real You should. You should. I me, definitely had a better childhood. Me and Don were the real MVPs, though. We didn't spoil it for you in school. No, you guys we kept, did we kept actually. It to ourselves. No, it was a Jewish kid when I moved to East Brunswick in fourth grade. <laughs> what do you do? You dumbass. <laughs> they would just start talking about like, yeah, just like you know how oh other kids believe in Santa and shit and oh. that's stupid. But I held it from my mother for two years, and you know I'm glad I did because the first year I admitted that I knew it was fake, the fucking gift game went through the floor. <laughs> <laughs> little little see, you fucked yourself I, up. I cried like a bitch though when my mother finally <laughs> acknowledged to me because I was like, I knew he wasn't real, but like I was kind of holding you out cried. hope. Oh, dude. And then I just confronted my mother about it. I was maybe like 10, right? And she was like, she got a little teary eye. And she's like, no, he's not real. But you know, and I was like, yeah. I was devastated. I want to focus on a Jewish kid from your past because believe it or not, him and I have a lot in common. <laughs> All he was doing was just really, he was he was trying to make you feel the pain he felt inside for the cool new stuff that you got that he didn't. No, because no, he, he got a lot of cool Hanukkah. new shit too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Fuck you yeah. too then. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't get anything. Fuck you both. Good call. Thanks, Andrew. You're I'll buy welcome. myself on this one. We don't get anything. So I, I mean, watch yeah, you guys I'll watch you guys be all glory like the glory. No, but I, I mean, yeah, but you guys stuff. get seventy two virgins upon death. So. I think I think there is like so that's all worth it. Yeah. That fundamental difference between like Hanukkah and Christmas where it's like you've got like elves and reindeer and Santa Claus. With us it's like, oh no, your parents like worked for those gifts. Like they Yeah, I, I feel like yeah, the, the Jewish approach is much more like, rational. When I, went, and, when, when I went to right. my dad about like the tooth fairy when I was a little kid, he literally just pulled out his wallet. I was like, here's a dollar. And I was like, oh, so there, that's how I learned that there's no He's tooth like, fairy. He's like, yeah, life sucks. Here's like, a dollar. I'm Andrew. your fucking tooth fairy. Right? Yeah. Like, but it's funny. Work to, hard in school. To that point, like, um, you know, the, the kids had a great time. I, I, my, my son was ecstatic. And honestly, it was very, but, this was low key for my mother's. Yeah. Um, but he, um, Next year, I'll make sure my brother's there with your, his kids, and I'll be more kids. To your point, though, like he's like I can see like his innocence, like it's still there. But like mm-hmm. as you get older, man, like life, like kids will just like they're automatically gonna learn things, you know that just yeah. makes, makes them gonna make them jaded. So one of the yeah. thing, one it's of the things start, like, life beats you down. Just what? yeah, just understanding how things work. Like his yeah. thing, his thing for like when like there was a dead snake when we were walking around here, like mm-hmm. we walk around the building that sometimes they come and visit me. Like his thing is, it's not real anymore. What do you, wait? What do you mean? You know, like real. he doesn't understand death. You know? like, it's oh, not real. Uh, it's not real. Oh, the snake has just ceased to be real. That's great. Like what am I? Like you know, and I, I think it's adorable, but I'm almost like, yeah. oh no, 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 no. Do they understand? Like, do they? <laughs> no, understand we'll force that into them. No, of course not. But that's what I'm saying, like, life is just gonna automatically do it to them. It's gonna suck to watch it get stripped away. One of the things. So I've been going through a lot you of know? like, yeah. Do they understand chicken and cow? Like that you're eating an animal. That doesn't really. I feel like that t- takes a while. Um, you know, my kid, he's starting to ask questions behind the process of things. Uh-huh. So, like, not to that level, but like, what did he ask before? Oh, how I how I, how I place an order for food? How do they know that the food? How do I know the food's going to be ready? I'm oh, like, because I place an order on my app. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's exactly. Smart, he's a smart kid. Oh, that, no, he's very a sign of intelligence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've been going. You know, I'm going through like this whole like period with the the weight loss surgeon, all that of like self reflection, discovery, and. One of the things I do hate about myself is how cynical I like I am, tr- you know, traditionally. Oh, dude, yeah. I value it's a northeast it. thing, right? I value it to the extent that I think you know it makes me inquisitive and it makes me sharper mentally and yeah. you know, inte- intellectually, right? But 
you know, part of it is like, and again, I'm comparing myself to four and five year old kids, so like it's <laughs> maybe not the best benchmark, but it's like, dude, I even see some dumb adults where I'm just like, dude, I envy your passion for this stupidity. The, the like, old, I yeah. wish I could be this passionate. The about older it. Like, you but, get, the more you appreciate someone's ability to not be into something. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Oh no, like, I was gonna go the other way around. Like to, to be to be into something. Well, well like, look, what is it? What is it though? Like, I know people throughout my life that have said, you know what, I'm just not really into politics, and I'd be like. I envy you because like you know like you, you just choose to be blind and live your life and that's great you're probably gonna make a ton more money than I am because all you do is focus on what's good for you and nothing else I envy people that yeah. are self-driven to yeah. do like whether it's like learning the piano or doing great art like right. my wife is an incredible artist and she like she'll tell me like yeah I was just interested in drawing and stuff and that's how I got and like that's amazing I sat and like yeah. play with my toys I, I nothing always with my time I always like, have a genuine love and appreciation for anybody that is good at anything like that like yeah. that can yes. draw someone that you know well, whatever that, that's one of the things I'm, that's one of the things I'm working on now is the patience to develop things like that because I think it's one of the reasons why I never had my eating or fitness under control because I never had patience, right? Yeah. That's also why I took up shooting and why I like podcasting here now, to be honest, because with shooting, like I purposely was looking for hobbies that I can track progress and myself getting better over time yeah. so i can have it to reflect on and even with this believe it or not like i thought we would put more effort into making this like a really good show but even not doing that with like the five listeners we have <laughs> i like like that i look forward to it and yeah. it's cathartic and yes. seeing the episodes pile up it's like there's this there was a sense of accomplishment that we just did it don't smirk because i, no, I would you, like to put effort into a first better of all show at some point yeah but, but, but like but no this is what i'm saying i but appreciate I, like, I appreciate this epiphany you're having and it sucks that it took so much when you all no, took no, no, was no, for no, you to no, listen stop. to the best friend that you have no, because, <laughs> because your epiphany is oh no. let's just do it who cares if it's good or not from the beginning i, I bet, still want to do things that are good yeah but remember steve would be like we should do video it's a huge medium you know it's a yes. big opportunity for us i'm like ah should we just like wait i don't know let the demand tell us what we need to do no no i wanted to get great at this but no, that's great. a mistake. There's never going to be demand until we push it. You're right. If it's just for us, that's fine. Yeah. But you can't wait for audience to track us down when we're not promoting it and be like, we want more. But <laughs> like, to your point about everything you're saying, though, the hard work routine, that's what's going to get that. To I, we don't routine. really work that hard on this. I mean, it's not really I, hard work. It's just dude, this is it's consistency. Work. To get together three people. Nigga, to fuck nigga, it. Nigga. Um, don't talk to me about hard work on this show, bro. There Why? is. Wait, what do you do? All right, let me give you. <laughs> stop. I can give you a great example. So there's this girl who does. Uh, she got famous on YouTube. I forget what her name is, but it was Nerdy Nummies or something. Nerdy Nummies. You know what I'm talking about? No. So her shtick was that she made like baked goods, but like in the theme of like pop culture stuff. So she started off in like her own home, like kitchen, in, like an apartment or something. Uh-huh. Now, now <laughs> her she has cooking books. She has products uh-huh. in Walmart. She's like got a Take gazillion dollars. Yeah. She's got all these shows on YouTube and stuff like. Like millionaire status. It's all it takes is yes. one opportunity. One just yeah. you just got to be consistent and you got to keep building up and like keep see, being active on social scaling media. up yeah. and yeah, having yeah. a unique voice. I think is also a big yeah yeah. I mean, <sighs> no, nah, I agree, man. Yeah, the consistency. Like, there's a great example right now. I'm gonna fucking shout him out. Whatever. No one knows who he is, but he's just rapper Nems. I think I talked to you about him. Dude, this guy went from like... Fuck your life. Yeah. This guy I think went, he's a conservative, by the way. Saw him on some nah, recently. Nah. Yeah. This is the jokey. No, he was a fuck you, Brandon guy. Yeah, but he did. All, he well, does all that. Go, let's go, Fuck Brandon you, De Blasio. He did a bunch of those. No, 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 dude. Anyway, whatever. But um, did he criticize Trump? B- 
here's yeah, your problem. He definitely has a shirt. He has, yeah, shirt just said fuck Trump. Yeah. Here, here's your problem, though. Uh-oh. You'll take someone who only criticizes Democrats. Oh, no, he does everybody. Like, that's why you think Joe Rogan nah, nah. doesn't virtue signal I'm just the trying right. to stick to the fucking point. Right, <laughs> I'm just a social media blowing up. But, dude, that guy's been doing what he's been doing for like 25 years. Nims. And sure. just now, he's like getting a lot of notoriety because of a silly interview that he did on fucking YouTube. I'm, he's always had notoriety. Like, no, 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 dude. I'm talking about like. He just that his interview that he did with that guy with like, uh, what do you want to tell Joe Byron? Take me out to dinner. Joe Biden did yeah, that. Yeah, I know, I know. Joe Biden did that, dude. Like, come on, and that's his shit. He that's his T-shirt that he's selling off of that. Yeah. So yeah, he's blowing up off of that. So I'm amazed him, the people who can make a living talking on the radio the, all day. Just here we like, are, Andrew. What do you mean? I would love to. Like, oh, I'm sorry, to. you haven't received not, your first royalty for this yet, huh? No, it's fine. <laughs> this is this. It's all right. Neither of we. It's my side gig. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but doesn't Nems have a uh, an Instagram page that's separate from his main one? That's just oh, yeah, like him doing pranks in Coney Island on people. No, no, no. Th- that's just his that like, like side talk NYC. Or side something? talk is not his though. Side talk is its own thing. But oh, that's... he's on it so much. I thought it was he, his. right. Exactly. <laughs> they just have people like that are artists or whatever do interviews with random people in New York. Yeah, but he's like at yeah. least half of the content on yeah. there. No, no. Well, no. He's the hottest content on it right now. Right, right. Moment, but yeah. Because um, you was a laming your mother's a gunther. I'll take your newborn <laughs> daughter and punt her. Love it. Why do you know that? Huh? He loves using gunther. I know. I don't. You know what's funny? For someone who hates rap, I realize I don't hate rap. I just hate how much you like it. Like, because I know. Why? Because I'm actually exposed to a lot of underground shit that <laughs> yeah, I realize yeah. a lot of people don't know. Yeah. Right? And like, I'm like, okay, but it. It falls into a larger spectrum of music for me, but I hate when people are like you what? when they th- they equate music with rap. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Don listens to zero else. Oh, you only listen to rap. I listen to Sade. No, smooth, no, no, stop. No, no you know, like six jazz. songs by Sade. And, oh, no, no, that's not true. I know a lot. All right. I know, I know so, all of her albums. So Sade, so Sade, Sade is the one token non-rapper Don listens to. No, but yeah, that's true. So Sade, I do listen to a lot of Bossa Nova too as a genre. Uh-huh. Like 60s, 70s, Bossa Nova. Do you um, really? But you never talk about it. That's the thing. Dude, I, I didn't I even talk know about, that about you. Jao Gilberto and Stan Getz all the time. No, you don't. All the time. Who never the fuck's going to listen to me talk about that, though? No one's going to listen to me talk about that. Uh, and then what else do I like? I This is what Steve's... And I I don't fucking hide it. I know shit about rock. I never got into rock. Uh, like, I don't know the differences... If you said, what is this, and played it, I'll be like, is it classic rock? I don't know the difference of any of it. Like, he could hear Billy Joel and think it's heavy metal. <laughs> That's fine. No, I know. I know no, it's not, Andrew. I, it's not, Andrew. Stop. <laughs> I, but like, I, I only know mainstream stuff. So, like, I know, yeah. like, you know. If I hear Smash Mouth on the radio, oh, yeah, that's Smash but Mouth. Like, but, like, I won't deny, like, look, I, I, I won't deny that I, my ignorance. And what I mean by that no, is. yeah, no, you never did. Yeah, well, what I mean by that is I know why Bruce Springsteen is great. When I listen to something that someone will play for me, can, like, you, ex- oh, can you explain that to me? Because I don't you understand. Don't? I think his music's actually really good. Oh, you are you not a Springsteen fan? I not think really. you're, oh, so, I'm, not, I'm not saying I listen to him on the regular because I do not. Yeah. But if someone's like, dude, you got to listen to this, and I hear it, I'm like, oh, I get it. I had a gym he, teacher. He has, he's really, yeah. That would you feel the passion in what he's saying. 41 shots. Listen to that by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. I had that's a gym about, teacher that would play right? Bruce Springsteen nonstop every single day. And Who I was think it? that ruined it for me. Who was it? I forget his name, but he was an older gentleman that was kind of balding. And, a gym teacher? Yes, mm-hmm. in East Brunswick. Yeah, in the high school? Yeah, whenever we'd have to do the workout Bald. thing. 
and it'd be like I'm like, please stop. Can you put something else on? Literally anything. I'll oh, listen to Britney Spears. I gotta look I through care. my yearbook, Ugh. see if if I have. You probably had them. But yeah, he, that's d- what I'm saying. So but, no. but just like shitty pop music that we grew up on, right? That, oh yeah. Like it's like oh I get why it's fucking calculated. I get why it works. But that's I a mean, crowd pleaser. People will get up. Yeah, they'll jump I mean, up dude, for listen, Backstreet's Back. Uh, all right, I, you know. Well, yes, but <laughs> I, I do love. I do. If that song is on the radio, I'm gonna sing along. Like totally. I'm not gonna lie. But like as much as people like to talk shit about them, I love Nickelback, bro. Like. Yeah, I don't get the how you're No, see, I don't get the I hate hate when people do that. Huh? I don't get the hate. Me neither. I think it's very unwarranted. Like yeah. they're not that bad. Like you know, their, their songs are catchy. Like, all right, granted, it's the same four chords rearranged, yeah. but so <laughs> the fuck what? Like, like they, they, they're the hatred for them is so excessive and undue. Like that pop rock that we grew up on again, like the Creeds, the pop. I love Roach. Creed too. I've seen Creed like seven yeah. or eight times. But a lot of those guys are like the legends, like of that era. Like, no, I, no, I wouldn't say legends. What do you mean? Th- this is exactly what I was. Understand it? No, fuck you. Wait, wait, are you trying to say that Good Charlotte isn't like one of the best rock bands <laughs> of all time? You. Go fuck yourself, right? <laughs> like this is the thing. Like because I'm saying I like Nickelback and Creed, and I like them a lot. Like they're not legends. This is my problem with rap fans. Someone who's not horrible, oh, legend, legend. Like <laughs> well, there can't be 85 legends, bro. Like if they didn't get shot and killed, then they're not a legend. That's true. Right? You know isn't that how that works with all great artists. Uh, Who shot you, uh, Biggie Smalls? Yeah, Biggie. That's right. Wait, Although I genuinely like his music. I think there's too. something wrong with a genre of music where getting murdered <laughs> <laughs> propels you into stardom. That's any any fucking yeah, anything but, in the arts. Yeah, but you Picasso. know what? You're a fucking a, no, artist. No, no, paint, hold on. Yeah. There's, there's paint a, diff- a picture and pretend to be dead just so my John Lennon. No, no, hold on. There's the a biggest diff- hypocrite of all time. Stop it. I agree with you there, yeah. actually. There's a difference, though, and the Beatles are very overrated as a band. I agree with that. But there's a difference between becoming legendary because you died in a plane. There's a difference between dying in a becoming legendary because you died in a plane crash like Buddy Holly. Yes. And a difference between getting killed by your billboard competitor and having that to propel you into stardom. I don't know what's what, Steve. Stop talking like you. I cops. don't know what's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah you're right. Biggie and Tupac was completely unrelated to the know, industry. You don't know anything. Dude. Those murders are completely unrelated. Was John to the Lennon, you talk too much, Steve. Was John yeah. Lennon big before he got killed? John what? Lennon was in the Beatles. I know he was got he killed he... in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, oh, so he. Wa- so oh, you don't. Yes. Oh, you don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he was sh- well. I know he was shot by a fan young. or something, right? Yeah, right outside Dallas Barbecue across the street in New York. Wasn't that guy let out of prison recently? That he was like a huge fanatic. I don't know if he was let out or he came up for parole. Mark David Chapman. What was he doing it for? He was doing it. Like what was his what was the reasoning? Oh, he was nuts. No, he was just oh. nuts. Um, but yeah, he, he the Dakota uh, housing uh, That's building it, yeah. up in. You know. But yeah, he died. He got killed in the eighties, way after his old Beatles reign. He was into yeah. what? What was Imagine like around? What, Imagine what came out? was like late sixties, early seventies. The so, Beatles weren't together very long. Right. People forget uh. that because Paul McCartney and Give us that John Beatles Lennon history. had big solo careers afterwards. And they just like automatically, oh, anything they do is the Beatles. Attached to the Beatles. Yeah, right. the Beatles made their whole canon was less than 10 years. It was a great marketing ploy because I'm thinking about it, like back in the day when I worked at Best Buy, like that anthology drops that they would have. So, those, you know, all that, that shit. That was doing big. all that. They kept, yeah, keeps them like their name alive, but you're like, it's the same well, recycled they, shit. They, they, economically speaking, they have the most valuable catalog of music around. Is that the case? Yeah, that's crazy. Because just think about all the other artists. Well, that you, you heard the story between Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. What happened there? Right? Wait, didn't he didn't, buy the rights? Michael to, bought the rights. F- so and now he's dead. Paul, so Paul McCartney so. kind of mentored him when he was younger. Because when Paul McCartney was younger, he, they were the Beatles were taking advantage of you know the industry sharks. Mm. He became friendly with Michael Jackson in the eighties when Jackson broke off from the Jackson Five and went solo, and basically gave him some advice. Was like, hey, listen. 
the, you're going to get a lot of people give you a lot of advice in this industry. The place where I made the biggest mistake, he goes, make sure you own the publishing rights to your music. He goes, that's what's going to keep you in fat forever. He goes, focus on that more than getting big advances and shit from the record companies. Well, Taylor Swift so, is going through that now, isn't she? She just I don't know. Like, got the rights to all of her music. I, I don't know, but, but, but wait, so check yeah. this out, right? So what happened was at this point, Paul McCartney was giving this advice because he was battling with, I think, Sony at that time or BMG to mm-hmm. get the rights back to the Beatles catalog, right? Michael Jackson swooped in and bought the rights to the oh. Beatles catalog from Beast. Sony at that point. <laughs> Beast. And supposedly, it was the only thing that stopped Jackson from going bankrupt numerous times. Wow. wow. Because he was able to leverage that catalog for financing and funding because his lifestyle was exorbitant, even sure. for what he earned. And Crazy. because he had that extra... Sure. Income from mm-hmm. the Beatles catalog above it. They said it was the only thing that kept him going bankrupt numerous times. Well, it's obviously not a new thing, but bad, bad opportunity in my, uh, in my uh, for me as far as uh, bouncing off of the Bruce Springsteen mention. He just sold his catalog, if I read the article correctly, Half a billion. for $500 million. Yeah. Right. So he just sold his catalog. Wow. That, I'm not saying, again, it's not a new trend, but artists right now are doing that at a higher rate than before. Where these companies right. really see that value, like dude, I think Little Wayne sold it for like a hundred million, sold this catalog right. or something like well, that. Well, so the thing now is the value of the catalog has gone down to the individual artists because back in the day, you own that catalog. Every CD sale, you got a piece of. Right. Every radio play, you got a piece of. Now, it's now like, with streaming services, mm-hmm. these things have been wholesaled, so it's flipped where it's more valuable to the the record labels to own it because now they have to pay less for the streaming rights. Right. You know what I mean? So. So so they'll make their money and obviously they're going to do but, whatever but they want. But think about that. Bruce Springsteen with the career he's had, he's earned yeah. billions in his career, right? You think he's in the bills? In earnings, yeah, yeah I don't know about not, net worth, right, right, right? Right, right? But he's earned billions. So the cherry on top, like his exit, his like cuz he's at retirement age exit, almost, yeah. right? Is like on top of all the billions I've I've sure. earned, the hundreds of millions I've retained, a 500 million dollar lump sum Fucking severance on the way out, and I'm sure he gold parachute, right? Hundred percent, and I'm sure he has in the contract where he can perform whenever he wants. If he ever, oh yeah, and Springsteen, I'll bet you he also has points on that too, right? Exactly. They own the rights to determine shit, but they still have to give him two or three points. Dude, Springsteen is like a fucking one ask away from him having a residency in MSG whenever he wants. If he had to, I'm saying, you know what I mean? Like times are hard. Billy Joel has one, you know. I know Billy Joel has one, but that's why I said it in the same, you know. What is that like? They can just wake up and call Madison Square Garden. No, like Billy Joel plays there once a month indefinitely. He's got it's impossible to get tickets for that. Yeah, I went a couple years ago. I mean, you can get them. You just have to buy them 12, 13 months out. Yeah, Um, I went like two, three years ago. It was his 70th birthday concert. I sat on the floor. I think I paid like twelve hundred for two tickets. Wow. Um, Well, I paid no. I'm sorry, it was 600 for both, not what 600 each. Fuck. No, it was 600 for both, not 600 okay. each. So it was 300 a ticket. We sat, I mean, I only paid for one. The person I went with paid for the other one. But we sat on the floor, like, you know, like in the middle of the hockey rink. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm glad I fucking did it because I've seen Billy Joel maybe eight or nine times. That was the only time I was that, that close to the stage. And like yeah. the energy you've, first of all, Madison Square Garden, if you're ever going to go see a concert of like a legendary musician, like Madison Square Garden is a place to fucking do it. Yeah. How do they arrange it? Because I'm only used to seeing basketball games there. So he plays in the round. 
So when the, an artist plays in the round, basically they're in the middle of the arena on a stage that's exposed on all sides. Wow. Oh, that's a nice way to do it. So everyone can. Well, see it's him. also a much more lucrative way to do it because you have more seats. Mom, you can yeah. Of course. You circle no, I love. I love Angel. Like, oh, that's so nice of him. So everybody can see. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, it's also no, nice no, to I, sell ten thousand extra back seats. He knows no, the back I'd be end. pissed if I was in the nosebleeds and I couldn't see Billy Joel. And I just spent like six hundred dollars on him. Well, from being <laughs> at a basketball game at MSG, they do a really great job of like the seats being pretty good as far as the way they're situated to see everything mm-hmm. but a guy on a stage is way different than a 10 people yeah playing basketball. i mean listen when you're at a concert realistically yeah. if you're more than x amount of distance away you know you're going to be watching mostly on the screen very frustrating but it no to me it isn't it's not because it's not like a, it's not like a game where you you don't need to see it as much right yeah at but, a concert look at that feeling you described though i know i understand but yeah. no it's i've had it in the stands too though at a concert it's more about the energy, and yeah. this is one thing I where you. I will say I think you lose out on as a primarily rap fan yeah. or electronic music. The live. That track, yeah, that yeah. track, mm-hmm. even though you're hearing it in a loud public environment, yeah. it's not made live, right? There's something about when you hear the musicians, like when you hear they hit that note too fast, and you know the song so well, and you know, oh, he's a little off key, but he catches yeah. himself, and like he's going, like there's an energy when he just feels that he's got that fucking groove right, like that translates, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I so. agree with you. We we went to me and my wife went to go see uh, Jimmy Buffett a few years ago. Oh, in, nice! Uh, and yeah, stepped on a pot. To, I love that song. All of that, yeah. So like to your point, like there were parts in the song where he would just stop singing to just let the audience go. Yeah, it was just like electricity yep. through the whole. Billy Joel was doing thing. that too. It was great. He was now a piano man, man. He was like, sing me a song, and then just stop playing, right. and the whole crowd's like, goes that You're the piano man, like dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just you can't beat it, man. Yeah. <sighs> Good times. Billy actually, Joel. I actually went to another concert last week that was a bucket list item for me. You know the song Christmas, Baby Please Come Home? Yes. Do you really? Or are you just saying that for the show? No, I think I do. <laughs> okay. Is that the one uh, where he's like trying to goat her into like staying? No, no. Oh, that's that's uh that's Baby's Call Outside. That one. Yeah. Baby's you know, for, you know for, that song? for someone who shuts up baby boomer Steve, you're really appealing to that crowd right now. I am. <laughs> you know but you know that song? No. So uh, um David Letterman used to play it on his show, the last episode before Christmas all the time. Mm-hmm. So this woman, Darlene Love, did this song back in the 60s. It's a, You know I'll play for you after. Mariah Carey covered it on her Big Christmas album. Um, and she also she did that, and she did the song from Home Alone 2, All Alone on Christmas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? You know that song? I watched it recently, actually. So I watched oh. it Christmas Eve before you got home. I, 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 watched, I watched it Christmas Eve before you got home. I watched it while you... Because at your mom's house it was playing in the background, yeah. we went home and rewatched it. I fast forwarded to the scenes where Kevin, you know, where they the whole thing happens, everything happens. Right, right, dude. Me, I was cracking up more than my son was. But he was cracking yeah. up too. It's yeah. so funny. Well, dude. he'll get it as he gets older. Yeah, probably. I, I was watching great. it with you know my friend's yeah, daughter, yeah. and she was kind of like, like, why didn't he go with that? Like, <laughs> like, <nah. laughs> so, um, but yeah, so she wrote that song as well. She didn't wrote, she sang it. So she's 80 years old. That's like my favorite Christmas song forever. Okay. When I was younger, I always used to watch it on Letterman. They would do it every year on the episode before his Christmas break. She was playing in Red Bank at Count Basie. Uh-huh. So I saw it. I grabbed the tickets and I went and it was, you could tell like she's 80. You know, she doesn't have the same energy. <laughs> yeah. in the 60s, but just being there and seeing her sing it in that imperfect way was nuts. Yeah. Come to find out that song from Home Alone 2 that we're talking about, she sang it, right? You know who wrote it and did backup music for it? Who? Mariah Carey. Stephen Van Zandt and the E Street Band. Oh, wow. Oh, that's... Yep. That's and she's... Apparently, like, Stephen Van Zandt has done a lot for her. She that's was, crazy. like, 
singing his praises. She's like, I love coming here to Red Bank and, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. She goes, I'm in the backyard of Bruce Springs. They've done so much for my career. And then she, like, she was telling stories, like, left and right of how, yeah. like, Stephen Van Zant and Bruce Springsteen, they were out in California back in the 80s. And they were, like, she wasn't very well known then. Like, you had to be a hardcore Motown fan to know her. Mm. And apparently Springsteen and Van Zant are. And they were, like, you got to come out to New York and blah, blah, blah. Makes and sense she, that they are. Yeah, and she was like, you know, I don't have, you know, uh, I don't have booking, you know, out there, whatever. And Stephen Van Zandt and Bruce Springsteen were like, we'll get you jobs. If we get you jobs in New York, like, would you come out? And she was like, absolutely. And they set her up all over North Jersey and New York. Now, fast forward to this point in her career, at 80 years old, she's played more shows in the state of New Jersey than anywhere else. Damn, good for her. Having never played here before the 80s, the first 20 some odd years of her career. That's the shit that you don't know about, you know, because they're not going to Right, and she was just telling the story, like, yeah. you know, yeah. I bet, there's, I, I bet I, there's a lot of that out there where, like, oh, yeah. famous compo- musicians writing songs for other people. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. How about their friends? There's stuff. a lot. Yeah. Springsteen's notorious that. There's a lot of songs that you would probably know if you heard mm-hmm. that Springsteen wrote, and it's like, he doesn't, like, he, he doesn't Getting perform credit. them. Right. Or No, he's, he's listed on the oh, album is, credits okay. as a writer, but, like, he, he's very prolific as a songwriter, and yeah. a lot of people yeah. don't realize that. Um, damn, you cut me. I was gonna. Make. Oh, I saw Steve Van Zandt one day walking down the street in New York City, like around the Times Square by Port Authority. Did he have a bandana on, dude? This that, <laughs> that's what was so crazy. Why I had to do a double take and my first like walking past each other. You know, he's these are in the Sopranos way. years. Yes, uh, actually, post, 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 okay. post Sopranos. So he's we're walking like opposite direction, and I look at him first. He's all scarfed out, hair long, everything, cigarette in his hand. And then I'm I'm walk I walk past and I'm like he's got such a white trash look yeah, to him but I, it's so rock and roll I, I love looked it. at his face I got a good glimpse of his face and he walked past we're past each other at this point I look back and I'm like that was him but like why would he be out in full garb by himself well <laughs> you know because you can be, like he can be inconspicuous if no but you know to. why he wears that why he's bald he had an accent where he has got no hair on the top of his head oh damn yeah that's why he wears that shit but like when I say scarfed in out, Sopranos that was a wig I'm talking about scarfed out I mean like also like the shirt he was wearing was like a Seinfeld puffy shirt you know like he was oh, wearing- I mean, that's how he dressed he's rock and roll <laughs> like <laughs> yeah throughout no matter when right yeah I guess yeah he doesn't know how to throw a button down on that's how he goes to weddings <laughs> I, I mean you know that's what I'm uh, saying he's got such a white trash look but it's so rock and roll like. You know, where's he from exactly? What part of Jersey? Uh, I don't know. Somewhere Dude, that's sure. that's one thing we gotta do, Andrew. Uh, with your and we're we're gonna take it to it now, but we are right. your end end of episode list. Yeah, definitely one with like popular or famous people that came from New Jersey because. There's just so fucking many, dude. It's crazy. There really is. It's insane. crazy. There's got like we gotta be up there as far as like contributors to the American society throughout history, but. Uh, what you got for us this week, Andrew? All right. We got our uh, Tri-State Trivia Holiday Edition. Uh, question one. How many lights typically go on the tree uh. in Rockefeller Center? Uh, is it A, 1,000, <laughs> B, 5,000, C, 10,000, or D, over 50,000? I'm going over, I'm, I'm going over 50. D, over 50,000. Yeah, you're both right. Yeah, that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> what, as I think more? it's actually over 100, too. You mean. Oh, is, I don't know. Online, uh. it's at 50. Okay. I'll give you guys a warm up question. Uh, not to cut you off real quick though. Stephen Van Zant was born in Winthrop, Massachusetts. And oh, wow. he grew up down the shore. He grew, he moved here when he was young. Got he grew it. up down the shore. Asbury's where the yeah they claim home. Even though Bruce, you know Bruce went to my high school, right? Yeah, yeah, it's funny. But yeah, go ahead. Back Did to you guys the, hang out in high school. No, but a girl that was in my class, like my age, she brought in a her, an old family member's yearbook uh-huh. with he Bruce in Springsteen it. in it. Yeah, yeah. They, well, he went to St. Rose's class. school so they, too. Yeah, in, in, in the, the borough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I went to yeah. Freel Borough High School. 
I went to school with, um, you know, the uh, the girl from the movie Polly with the parrot and her brother. Is, Haley Eisenberg? Yes. Oh, was, so you said Pepsi girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pepsi She's girl. like, he's famous. So, you know what's girl. funny? Yeah. My brother, we left East Brunswick. My brother's in fifth, sixth grade. And he was in your year. Yeah. Because he went to kindergarten with her. Where'd oh. you go to elementary school? Did you go to Frost? Uh, no, Warren Suffer. Yeah, my brother went to Frost with her. And I was, and Jesse Eisenberg, her brother, yeah. was a year older than me. We were in Frost at the same time, too. Oh, that's wild. Did you guys, like, chat at all? Or no, it's. I feel like a dick. I used to make fun of him because he was very androgynous. I used to be like, dude, I can't even tell if you're a fucking boy or a girl. And wow. I'm the jerk off because he wound up well, in an Aaron Sorkin movie. Well, Lex Luther. And wow. I know. And you're, I, I was also a bit of a dick back then. I'm sorry, Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> Nothing's changed. BFFs. Nothing's changed. Good. <laughs> No, it's fine. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no. I had a bad joke. Go ahead. All right. Um, Hold on. I want to give you mad props to that restraint for holding back on the bad joke. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm giving a shout out to two very specific friends of mine who listen. They're going to be very happy that you decided to hold back on the bad joke. And <laughs> this fucking episode, Andrew, because I got to go All right. tell bad jokes in the mirror. All right. <laughs> What year was the coldest Thanksgiving recorded in New Jersey history? Was it 2013, 1903, 1866, or 1973? 19, who gives a shit? 1973. 1903. 13 degrees Fahrenheit. The earlier. It's, the answer's always, from here on out, the answer's always going to be the, early, the, the, the earliest. Ancient times. Ancient times, exactly. That's it. Unless you're saying yeah. when's the warmest. That's right, the exactly. Right. Then it's like uh, last week's giving. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fun fact: The last time, Dude, speak, look at today. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful summer day right now. I yeah. love global warming, bro. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, How was global warming happening? What? Sorry, Go ahead. it's snowing outside. <laughs> There's no global warming. <laughs> <So funny. laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Of course. Okay. Um, all right. Next one. True or false? You're talking about sound logic. That's what you were talking about. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> true or false? The concept of strong Christmas lights originated in New Jersey. Uh, I'm go. Say that again. What's that word you use? Strong, strong Christmas lights. Christmas lights strong. on a string. Christmas lights on a string. I just did it for everyone else because I that sounded weird. Like um, hung Christmas lights. Like they got excited. Whoa, Andrew. Hey, oh. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with a yes because you wouldn't ask it if it was. No, I'm gonna go false. false. Yeah. All right. So it's true. Well, Thomas Edison strung up light bulbs from the train station to his laboratory Duh. in Menlo Thomas. Park in 1880 to show off his invention. When people saw it, it unintentionally became a popular Christmas tradition. Yeah, dude, you never right. seen that sign? So wait, he invented it not for Christmas specifically? No. Interesting. You never saw that sign right by the Raceway gas station no, next I to Menlo Park Mall? That's, it says it right there. This is where he uh, created these lights. I'm joking. No, but it does <laughs> say that it was his workshop. Shout out to Menlo Park right in our backyard. Wait, where does it say that? Is that a real thing? Is do they have like highlights of where he actually? No, it's like a museum. They have like his his workshop. Like, no way. Is, oh, in that's Menlo really Park, cool. you can go there. Yeah. Oh fuck, I didn't know I that. Check that. You out. know what? We should do that one Sunday morning or Saturday morning, then come back here and record. Yeah, that's a great idea. It's literally twenty minutes from here, and it's open. You can just go and see where he. I mean, you got to pay to get in. I think oh, it's a gotcha. museum, yeah. but yeah, Cute. it's all right. <laughs> Andrew, we got you, Andrew. Don't worry, don't worry Andrew. Like, what? We have hey, hey, he's like, oh wow, one of the greatest events of right twenty. Oh, that's all right. Was that like ten bucks? <laughs> no, that's fine. That sounds like fun. I would do it. He goes, no, nah, it's all right. <laughs> that was great. Uh, you call these bagels? Exactly. Oh, I need schmear on mine. All right, for true or false, the popular Christmas songs "White Christmas" and "Happy Holiday" were actually written by a Jewish music composer from New York. Yes, Mickey Cohen or Mickey Kahn or something like that. I think I'm gonna go with the yes. 
Those are very confident yeses. Um, it is true. <laughs> it was written by Irving Berlin, who was actually born Israel Balin, yes. who emigrated to New York from Russia in 1893. Irving Berlin wrote a lot of shit. He did yeah. a lot of Broadway standards and shit, too. Yes. Yeah. And, he, dude, New York is such a fucking melt. I know the I know the dreidel song. Yeah. I know the Hanukkah song. And, and I'm you talk Muslim. about having a deprived childhood. And Look I'm at Muslim. you. <laughs> we actually had to do that. We had to learn that shit for a play. And we did a play. And we were we sang those songs. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Were you like, I'm Muslim. Dancing <laughs> is against our religion. <laughs> but you know what's funny, though? Like, in that that time, that kind of shit didn't exist. But, like, I could have totally been like, this is against my religion. I'm not doing this. No, it existed. Yeah. People just didn't pull that card, like, for being a pussy. There was times where, like, what was, what was that basketball player's name? Sharif Abdul Rahim. Who didn't stand up for a national anthem because of his religion? <laughs> Classic moment. Yeah, that's not a good. Sorry, yeah. back no, to it. Got right. ADHD. Yeah. Um. All right. Five. What year was the first New Year's Eve ball dropped in Times Square? Was it A. 1952, B. 1938, C. 1907, or D. 1788? 1952, because of Dick Clark. That is false. What were the Fuck. options? Don't give me the seventeen hundred ones. That's ridiculous. All right. <laughs> hey, you know they could have had paper mache coming out of the, uh, 1952, 1938, 1907, 1788. I'm gonna go thirty eight or thirty seven, whatever this nineteen thirties one was. All right. So you said fifty two. You said thirty eight. Yeah. It was nineteen oh seven. Fuck. Nineteen oh seven. That's that's amazing, right? That they had. Damn. Yeah. That was probably when New York Times owned that building. When was it that? When was the rush of Italians? Uh, it was that nineteen. There was a couple of waves. Nineteen oh nine. Yeah, something like that. There was there was a wave then, and then another wave in like the thirties and forties. Interesting. Hmm. Go ahead. All right. True or false? The Pennsylvania Amish do not acknowledge the English holiday of Thanksgiving. I'm gonna go with the true. You're saying they don't acknowledge it? That they do not. Right. I'm yeah. gonna go with false. I think they do. Um, it's, it's not religious. Yeah, it's false. Um, not only do they acknowledge it, Son their meals bitch. are almost identical to a typical contemporary American Thanksgiving yeah. with turkey, potatoes, stuffing, and dessert pies. That makes sense because it's not religious. I could see yeah. if it was a religious holiday. They yeah. Um, all right. Uh, seven. According to Google Trends, which of the following is not a popular holiday dessert in Pennsylvania? A, shoe fly pie, B, plum pudding, C, vanilla ice cream, or D, pound cake? Plum pudding. Vanilla ice cream. Fuck this plum pudding. Go. What is it? It's ice cream. Yeah. Wow. What? Wait. But all those things are very typically Pennsylvania. Well, because all those other things are very typically Pennsylvania. Everything oh. else to me was except for plum pudding. So I actually no. thought you were going to go with the refrigeration logic. No. That you don't have to refrigerate any of the other. Oh stuff. no, but that makes sense too. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah. All right. Uh, eight Capri. I'm going to butcher this. I'm so sorry. Capriati Sandwich Shop, which originated in Delaware and is located across 16 states, including New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, is famous for this Thanksgiving-themed sandwich. Is it A, the Bobby, B, the Buck, C, the Fat Goose, or D, the Lazy Daisy? Why'd you even talk about it? I don't even know what the fuck that is. Lazy Daisy sounds like. Yeah, I'll go with Lazy Daisy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, A, the Bobby. What it's the a man? slow roasted pulled turkey sandwich with cranberry sauce, <laughs> homemade stuffing, and a schmear, they said schmear, of mayonnaise on a freshly baked roll. Interesting. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with unpopular opinion here. Yep. <laughs> best best yeah. Thanksgiving sandwich is either number one homemade or yeah. number two Wawa. Wawa gobble, baby. Yeah. yeah. I, I hate I hate that I like that, but it's so jersey of me, <laughs> but Whatever, dude. Fuck it. Uh, dude, so, so quickly, I think we might talk about this on the podcast, but I think about the gobbler all the time because this one guy that we work with, uh, I worked with, whatever I mentioned. I might have mentioned it, but um, he was due. We, we were all around Robin, like, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? This mm -hmm. was at that time. And we all got to him, and uh, he's like, 
Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm not doing anything. Bless you. I'm not gonna Thanks. be with family or anything. It's gonna be in my apartment by myself. Bless you. Bless you. And Thanks. in my head, I'm like, the gobbler is the perfect thing. Did you, did you invite him over your house? Dude, it was so awkward. Did I you invite talking. him over your house? Huh? No. Why not? <laughs> Everyone was just like, that's fucked up. No one, no one was like, hey, come over to my house. The it's a long dude. It's a, it's a long story. It was like deep. It was like awkward. So everyone was just. What like, do you uh, mean? I don't know. See, like a weird dude. dude. No. So like that's I, fucked up. So, I, I would, I would be like, but like, but like, it's too. It's like when you, it's like. It's too deep because of certain things he said prior, which I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Like, is he a pedophile or something? No, 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 no. He said, he said, my brother is my hero. So we were like, oh, I was like, oh, awesome. Do you get to see him off? And he goes, no, I haven't seen him in a couple of years. Oh, uh, okay. So, like, you know, start with that. And then it's like, okay, I'm is okay. Is he dead? Is he, did he die in war I don't, or I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, like, dig deeper. Um, hmm. so, let, let's circle back <laughs> after this because I have something I want to mention about people being alone on holidays and we'll go back to that. But I want to let Andrew and, finish it. And don't get me wrong. I agree. It is, like... But dude, ah, whatever, guys. We'll, we'll let, and we'll talk about what a piece of shit you are after for that. We'll <laughs> let Andrew finish his. All right. Rest. Nine, true or false? Despite the famous song about chestnuts roasting on an open fire, all chestnuts are actually fine to eat uncooked as long as you wash them first. Wow. First of all, it's gross because they're fucking hard. They're not even- I'm, I'm going to say yes because I think Asians use chestnuts in a lot of shit and they're not roasting. So you, uh, I don't know. I'm going to say no because it's just too out of a texture. All right, so you're saying no and you're saying yes? No. All right, so it is false. All right. Horse chestnuts, I didn't even know there was a difference. Horse chestnuts are toxic to people and will cause major abdominal pain if eaten, and sweet chestnuts are edible but need to be cooked first. No. Mm. Chestnuts are even harder to like, break apart if they're not cooked. Yeah, I'll give it to a squirrel. No. Pass on the chestnuts. Um, all right, 10. What businesses infamously closed in observ... Oh, sorry. What business infamously, infamously closed in observance of Christmas Day this year across the tri-state? Is it A, Starbucks, B, AMC Movie Theaters, C, McDonald's, or D, Walmart? I'm going to go AMC Movie Theaters. I'm going to go with Walmart. It's Walmart. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You couldn't get into yeah, Walmart yesterday. Actually, yeah, AMC wouldn't do that because what are all the Jews yeah. going to do, especially and, in the North? And, also, and there's Spider-Man. Come on. All the Jews have yeah. to go watch Spider-Man. <laughs> and also, yeah, it makes, yeah, you can't fuck up their plan of Chinese. And yeah, like, Chinese what are they going to do movies? after the Chinese food yeah. if the movies are closed? Right. Yeah. That's it. I got, that was 10. Oh, man, that was beautiful. Thank you. So, enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> just quickly with the yeah. question stuff, I've been watching a lot of uh, the Sal Volcano podcast. Uh, what, what's the one? Uh, Which one? Uh, hey, babe, or Taste Buds? Taste Buds. Yeah. I'm watching both, but uh, Taste Buds. Joe I most, DeRosa? Yeah, I most recently watched. I, I watched like the most recent, yeah. but they, they didn't, it didn't grasp, grab me like that. Right. The one that really grasped me uh, was the Burger versus Taco. Interesting. I didn't watch that one. That's a good one. What show is this? Uh, this is a show. So it's another podcast. Okay. We're, we're a podcast where we talk about other podcasts. That's where it's become. We're yeah. talking about our competitors. I wouldn't say competitor because when you are when you are offering far better content There's like no we do. There's no time slots here. When you offer way better content like we do, you really can't <laughs> have a competitor. Oh, that's um, right. So anyway, uh, but yeah, this sh- this podcast, what they do is they'll put two things up and mm-hmm. one will argue one point, then the other will argue the other, and then they have people vote on who wins. Okay. So this one was burgers versus tacos. Nice. I just found that in- interesting because that's a tough one. Is a taco a sandwich? Uh, no, because it's not between a, two pieces of bread. Is a burger a sandwich? You can make that argument. Is a hot dog a sandwich? You can make that argument. Yeah. Steve, what do you think? Um, I know you've been a hot dog before, but that's sex stuff. That's different. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, between two buns. Right. <laughs> a little mustard on top. Um, <laughs> is a hot dog a sandwich? I don't know, man. Like, if you want to go like technical, cult, like. 
if you want to speak like from a strict culinary and technical perspective, I would say yes. But from a colloquial usage perspective, no. It's <laughs> like a tomato, right? A tomato oh, is a, a vegetable, right. is a fruit. Yeah, but right. colloquially speaking, common usage, common reference, it's a fucking vegetable. And from knowing you, you get a weird odd satisfaction by with the way you eat a hot dog. So that's hilarious. Yeah, I love taking it out of the bun and instead of bringing it to my mouth, bringing my head down to it. You keep talking like that. I'll put you in the corner and make me some real money, That's Steve. the second week in a row you made that joke, <laughs> that joke. And it wasn't good either time. <laughs> I've been using that joke for 35 <laughs> years, dude. Gets better with age. <laughs> Since you're like one. a fine Since wine. I was born on the yeah. womb, I've been using that joke. Oh, man. <laughs> the doctor slapped Don on the ass. And, and Don was like, keep slapping me on the ass. So I'm going to put you in the corner and make you make money. That um, doctor was the best whore I ever had now. That's hilarious. No, but what I want to say before, when we're talking about inviting people over and shit, yeah. you know, so my my mother is a typical baby boomer. My mother's got a good heart, but she's a little ignorant of other people. Baby boomers, by the way, you're going to love this episode with a lot of stuff we talk yeah. about. So my mother's a little ignorant of other cultures and people because it's ironic because you would think growing up in a place like Brooklyn, she's exposed yeah. to a lot. But in that day, in those neighborhoods, oh, no, no, no. exotic was Jewish or Irish. Dude, in those right? days, you're talking about, you're talking, yeah. you're talking about you know, you yeah. said Hawking's era. You're talking about- No, way before that. True, even, even worse. Yeah. My, we were, my family was out of Bentonhurst by the time Yusuf Hawkins happened. Right. That was a bad neighborhood at that <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah. The, the vitriol in the faces of those Italians in that documentary, right. bro. So like, what, what that is real right there. Stop. Just, oh, oh, you got to stop doing this. I, I wanted right. to tell my I funny story. Okay. We'll talk about Never that. Mind. Right. Never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. No, Yusuf no, Hawkins no, is in really going to be bad listening. Just go ahead. Move on. Yusuf Hawkins is a scenario. The thing that happened in Bentonhurst, Brooklyn, but it was in the 80s. And it was, like it was race- based on one of the things that, that launched Al Sharpton to, was that I don't know if first? we want to say stardom, but it was that era because yeah. there was like Tawana Brawley or whatever her name was like a couple of months before that That's or a year it. before that. Like there were three or four things back to back, mostly in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. that like launched Al Sharpton to national notoriety. It was a great, that was one of them. Great documentary on HBO about it. It's a really great documentary. Yeah. I actually may rewatch it today. But yeah, it just Check gives it. you good visibility into that neighborhood. That's the neighborhood I grew up in, Bentonhurst, mm-hmm. when we talk about... It shines my people in an accurate but horrible light. <laughs> no, the frustrating thing is though, man, I feel like the documentary was put out to be like, oh, look, this is how you got, how things were at the time, right? We've gotten so much better. But like, yeah. if you are me, from that mindset, you look at that and be like, oh, I actually feel the exact same well, way now. Let me tell you something. It was about like I, cultural clashes or something that all live in a tiny it's, neighborhood. Or long story short, what happened is uh, a group of black kids went to the Bentonhurst neighborhood, which is predominantly Italian. Yes. And a bunch of Italian kids fought them, killed them, killed them. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Took them to that level. Yeah. But the thing is this, it was, the, and I'm not defending them at all. Mm. They shouldn't have been thinking about this to begin with. They were they were expecting a specific group right. of black kids to be coming into the neighborhood mm-hmm. to fuck up a bunch of them because what happened was one of the Italian girls from the neighborhood was dating a black guy from what was it downtown Brooklyn? Or it's like the, like that? you get oh, to the new so it's like the Jets and the Sharks, <laughs> kind of, kind of. So, but but the, but this this <laughs> one girl, way. but that girl Gina, whatever her name is, she's the real cunt in the middle of all of it, dude. She, I know what you're saying. So she basically was telling her ex, trying to fuck with her ex-boyfriend who yeah. was one of the Italian kids okay. and his group of friends saying like you know because she started dating this black guy from like the hood a different part of Brooklyn mm-hmm. so sad and was basically saying like oh my new boyfriend's coming here to fuck you guys up tonight it was oh, like a whole so issue she goaded a fight exactly so oh, right so but here's the thing but here's the thing the new black boyfriend his friends weren't she was trying to fuck with them so now they're like well if they're gonna come and fuck up our boys in our neighborhood they got a bunch of them together and by chance that's not right by chance these other kids happened to be from the same black neighborhood from i think it was downtown were coming into bensonhurst to go look at a car for sale right right but 
they just so happened to be getting off the train stop. These other so yep. these Italian kids assumed these are the fucking guys. Sure, we're gonna sneak up on them before they have a chance. Attacked him with bats and it turned into a whole big thing and wow. it, it and it, it led to race riots. I yeah. bet it's historical. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. It's a really good documentary. Yeah. What's the name of it? I forget. Uh, it mentioned Joseph Hawkins. Why yeah. USCF is his name? Look it up Hawkins. on HBO Max. On HBO. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have it, I'll send you my login. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. I gotta check it out. It's really good. Yeah. No. Like I said, it's it's it, like a two or three parter too, isn't it? Uh. Yeah. I think mm. you're right. Yeah. Exactly. It's just crazy to think that I lived in that neighborhood and like didn't know any of that until I got older. Yeah, me too. I mean, dude, the shit that happened in that neighborhood that I had no idea about until like you see afterwards, and it's like, you know, the, uh, you know, yeah. Back in the late '80s, I was four or five years old. I used exactly. to drive down 86th Street with my mother all the time going to my grandparents' uh-huh. house. There was a famous uh, mob hit, a car bombing that happened there. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. like it was John Gotti's underboss, and my mother was actually driving. I just happened to not be with her. I don't know if she already dropped me off at my grandparents or something. But my mother saw it in her rear view. Didn't obviously no one knew it was a mob hit then until it was like on the news a day later and shit. You know, it just looked like an explosion down of the course. street. Right, like there's so many different things like that where it's like that neighborhood was, and then dude, I used to go Very to the, I, I used to go to the feast of my grandparents all the time. Mm-hmm. Someone got killed there Funny one year, wow. like for, for a couple of years in a row, it became a hotbed of violence. Oh, there's like that, there were a couple of hits there. There's that then, one big bakery on the corner of 18th Avenue. You probably know it. 18th just, and where? Oh, fuck, I forgot the other road. I'll, I'll find out. It was on the news recently. Forgot for what reason, but I heard of hits happening right outside of it. Speaking it's like of, a big oh, yeah. ass fucking bakery. It's huge. I never went to it because it was so big. But you know, 18th and where? <sighs> Let me find out. Oh, God, Andrew. Speaking of recent mob hits, were you in East Brunswick back in 2009? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, yes. you know what I'm talking about? The diner? Yeah. What yeah. happened? Crazy. So there was a hit in East Brunswick? Yes. No. So here's the, the thing. safest Hold place on. in the world. So a lot of. Well, it's still safe because the mob hit. <laughs> you're talking about it Villa was like Bate. the most exciting news. Yes. Yeah. So here's, here's the thing with that hit, though. A lot of people in East Brunswick are like, oh, man, crime. It's like, no, bro. First of all, no one who wasn't the target was ever in danger. Of course. Okay, number one. So it's not like street the, crime is on the rise in East yeah, Brunswick. Yeah, the mafia doesn't mess around. Right. And so here's the thing, though. It wasn't the mafia. Oh, he was Greek. He was Greek. He was a, and a Greeks like Albanians have their own mafia like yeah so it's like organization the Greek culture mafia. right right yeah well but I mean that's not the oh mafia. I'm sorry you know what I'm saying like yeah. it's even though it's half of Steve it's not the mafia right. no it's it's <laughs> it's half of me by blood like culture I'm so disconnected from th- those people but the uh, what happened was he was a uh, he was a bookmaker right he was a big bookie he used to take bets out of Seville Diner on oh. 18 what. And what happened was he was indicted as part of this gambling ring up in North Jersey in Hudson County with like six or seven other people. And the rumor was he had went and proffered, which is usually the first step to becoming a rat. Mm. He went in. He was seen going in and coming out or coming out of the DA's office up there without his attorney and shit like that, which in that world, that's like putting a fucking target on your back because it usually means one thing. Right. And then they hit him two days later in East Brunswick outside the Seville Diner. And their salad bar has never been the same. And now they're out of business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that diner always sucked. Though, never, no, that was no, always the was better great, diner in East Brunswick. Well, well, that was always be, a better diner. Let me clarify. Like for salad and all yep. kinds of stuff. Their salad bar was great, actually. I used to love it. Back in the day, it was a great diner, but it wasn't open 24 hours after a while. It was, no, after a while, after right. A while, yeah. After right. a while. Like after a while, it just started to slowly. Yeah, but down away. here, but down here, there's not many 24 hour diners. No. But, but, but like that's a missed opportunity. I feel like no, not here. 
But you know what's funny? And you'll relate to this, right? There are so many things that New Jersey is widely known for that, yeah. that people like us know, nah, bro, that's Brooklyn and Staten Island. Like 24-hour diners. Right. Or just the frequency of diners. There are more diners per capita in like on the white side of Brooklyn, let's say, towards the Verrazano Bridge. Sheepshead Bay area. Yeah, Sheepshead yeah. Bay, Bensonhurst Bay Ridge. And... And in Staten Island, then there is in Jersey. Yeah. And they're all 24 hours, and they all serve booze. Oh, that's wonderful. Right. Sure. And another, you look nationally, people Mike's like, place. oh, New Jersey pizza. Yeah. Again, bro. Like, when we first moved to Jersey, how many people were you like, oh, yeah, but how's the pizza down there? Oh, that was like a whole first thing. thing. Oh, how's the bagels? People are, oh, bagels in New Jersey. That, that's the rest of the country. Here, right, if you talk to your family back in Staten Island and Brooklyn, like, no, nah, you bagels, though. And, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like it's, am I wrong? Like, come on. No, they definitely feel that way. Yeah, of course. It's a known thing. And I felt that way too. So I realized the dynamic. Like Jersey's so big. Yeah. There are places that have pizza that I'll put up against anything from Brooklyn and Staten Island. Right. But it's not like you can just walk outside your house and find it. Right. Where That's, over there, chances are. Not not today either though. Today it's not like that over there either. There's a lot of pizza that sucks on Staten Island. Yeah. Years ago there wasn't. I don't know. I don't know much about Staten Island. I feel like everything sucked there, so I don't know. The Albanian but. pizza places really suck in Staten Island. <laughs> I feel like they were actually, actually no. only round, go-tos. I'll be honest with you. I don't like Pronto. Round pie, though, I'll, I fuck with pie? heavy. Right, I good. love it. Down, even down here, it's one of my sponsors. favorite pies. I haven't had it yet, but I know they care Let, about their work. Let's go one work. day. They let's care about day. their work. Let's go one day. It's yeah. right, this is right by my house. I like seeing that. I like seeing like anybody. It doesn't matter who, but I like seeing Albanians like, take pride in like... Yo, I want to actually be good at this. Where before it was like and, just make fucking money, right? And I have to say, like mm-hmm. the construction in those places is top notch. Oh, <laughs> you mean like the actual? Oh yeah, that's yeah, easy. The facility, for us. that's easy for us. Oh, the bathroom's gonna be fucking gorgeous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, that's easy work, yeah. dude. Make the place look nice. That's easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's what they do. Oh yeah, no, definitely. That's, that should be the name of this one: Easy what? Work, because that's what this podcasting game is for me. I mean, for us, for me. I mean, for us. Yeah, uh, it's very easy for you. I agree. <laughs> oh, uh, this was a good one. I think um, it was pretty good. Yeah, you you got to stop watching the clock though. I feel like as soon as you saw it closing in an hour, yeah. you rushed Andrew, and then no, it's know, not even that. It's fine. It, it's more that uh, I have a family to attend to, and we have to oh. get. Rooms. I'm getting aggressive messages. Where are you? Are you really? <laughs> no, we have to make yeah. room for our corporate sponsors too. So that's <laughs> speaking that? of which, we need to record a new fucking uh, thing. A new thing in the beginning with Andrew. And you want ad. we could we could record it after we wrap this up. Yeah, let's do it. I think we should. Have you ever heard our anchor ad, Andrew? No, I'm afraid to. Yeah. Don, you should play it for. You him. should fucking be afraid. I saw it you sucks. guys. <laughs> you guys used to have like uh, what was it? Your picture is like a cartoon or something. Yeah, yeah. That you like cute. that? That was that, cute. That was with the old. You, you know. like that better with? You like that better than the? Uh, I'm brick? So, I'm starting to like it better than the brick. Uh, we can. We'll figure it out. I think uh, we'll, you know. I'll reach out to send me a picture of yourself that you want cartoonized. Oh gosh. And I'll send That's it to that guy. Yeah, um, yeah, one one where you, where, you, where you want like I, I'm gonna get yeah, another. You can just pull my LinkedIn picture. <laughs> I'm gonna get another one of myself done Facebook. because doing where you're talking or in an aggressive pose, like you're actually yelling. Well, yeah. I'm gonna get another one of myself done because that was from 120 pounds ago. <laughs> Who <laughs> makes? Is there like a company nice. that actually makes He's that? Got uh, yeah, it's called Fiverr. Oh. Have you heard of it? <laughs> yeah. You have the guy though. I think we paid fifteen dollars with the rush job to get it the next morning. Oh, that's not terrible. No, that's that was for three of them. <laughs> like, oh, okay. It was like, it that's what we'll name this episode: Rush Job. Rush Job. I like yeah. it. All right, guys. Later. All right. <laughs>